Thank you. Man. I get to uh, I get to I get to play with the teenagers all the time, and uh, on Monday nights, <laughs> and we have an amazing time. This last Monday night, I can't even describe how youth group was. It was, it was, how was it? It was glory clouds and dancing and worship. On a really deep level, they, they got up and prayed for their generation to get open eyes to see how Jesus really is. Um, I think we started worship at 6.30, and we ended up almost at 9, and then we kept going with other things. <laughs> and um, I wish you, you guys don't get to meet them all, but, but uh, they're amazing kids. Kids, come here. Yes. <laughs> This is unplanned, <clears throat> but um, look at this person here. This is Micah. This is my <laughs> I'm going to just tell a quick little spontaneous story here. Not on you, really, but kind of. Uh, but the years go by. We've been doing, we've been having, we've been the leaders of wildfire now for six years, seven, something like that. And, um. So every year, there's more and more kids that graduate from high school. This year, we had 14 that graduated from high school, and they, they're all going on places, and, uh, you think, you know, and there's a little part of you that goes, oh, man, wow, you know, oh, no, they're leaving. But God just keeps bringing more and more of these amazing people. This year, this person started coming our way, and I'm just, I'm just bringing her up just to say, this is a little tidbit of the awesomeness that comes our way. Micah comes in. She grabs that prayer mic we have, and she just, a fire comes out of her mouth. Her passion for her generation is outrageous. And she's president of a Christian club at school, and um, a secular club at school. I mean, a, a secular school Christian club. <laughs> Where there's been a lot of racism at this school. And, um, and there she is, the, uh, a, a huge stronghold of it, right? Kind of? And, and, yeah. And, um, and so she's plowing against that, and, she, and she's just bringing the truth there. She is a bundle of joy, total light everywhere she goes. She, I've never heard one negative word come out of her mouth about anybody. Am I embarrassing you yet? It's just a sample of the awesomeness that comes through our, our group. I, I, I'm amazed. And, um, and she always has something really cool in her hair, always. We, we took a trip to the Lord's Land. We went up to, we went up to Covalo, 
around Valley to an Indian reservation up there and did some ministry there, some prophetic stuff at a grocery store there. And um, we ended up at the Lord's Land up in Mendocino. And on the last day, the kids surrounded her in a field and filled her hair with yellow flowers from the field. And, and she already had something right here, and they surrounded that one with purple flowers. It, it was the coolest thing ever. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> and there's so many more. And the cool thing is, when, when teenagers do come our way and they don't, they don't quite get our core values or, um, or know who they are yet, and they're coming in, in shambles or all kinds of different uh, patterns or shapes, you know, in, in, their, in their walk with the Lord or lack of, um, it's not too long before they pretty much grab on to, to who they are um, through, through the core values of blazing fire just being poured out there. And that's really nothing to, that's not to put blazing fire on a pedestal. It's just Christian core values. Real Jesus core values. <laughs> Read them. They're out there uh, on the table. They're, they're incredible. They're amazing. Huh? We meet at Church on the Hill, Baptist Church up, on the, up in San Ramon, off of Alcosta and um, uh, San Ramon Valley Boulevard. And we meet upstairs in the upper room there <laughs> on Monday nights at 6.30 we start. And uh, during the summer, we go 6.30 to 10, and we still run out of time, or 6.30 to 9.45. Um, but it's awesome. We have a really awesome time. I'm going to pray. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> to think that Jesus went up to, to go up and prepare a place for us and said, hey, Holy Spirit, will you go down there and, and mess with them? <laughs> Guide them. Be their friend. Be their confidant. Be their, their comforter. Be their instructor. Here you are with us. We honor you. And we ask you, do some more. <laughs> Do some more. Here's our hearts. You could do open heart surgery if you need to. If you could just keep pouring in. We'll take the more because there's no end to you. We love you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will unlock things in our hearts uh, tonight. Oh, yes. Open our eyes even more. Even more. These eyes are, these eyes are way beyond what we think they are. They were meant to see you. They were meant to see you. Thank you, Jesus. Our ears were meant to hear your voice. And so we, we just say, here you go. We surrender them to you tonight. We love you. You love us. <laughs> uh, so be it. And schnocker everybody here. <laughs> I'm actually working on, I've been doing this for a while. I need to just hurry up and finish this, but I've been working a, on a, on a, a really nicely printed vocabulary list for our youth group um, that will be out on the table that parents can grab when they bring new kids or new kids can come in. Uh, and the reason I'm making it is because we have a different vocabulary, you know, because you may come in as a teenager and hear some 13-year-old grab the microphone and say, I'm just drunk right now. And... <laughs> <clears throat> 
And one day I thought, you know, I think I'll make a vocabulary list of words we use in here to tell what they really mean. <laughs> so, so there's no confusion about some of these things. <laughs> and like Forerunner and things like that that we use. It's awesome. It's an awesome culture. I opened up this, uh, this notebook of mine to check out some of my, my notes here. And uh, out fell a little drawing on, on Monday. On Monday night, I didn't plan to talk about wildfire at all. But <clears throat> on Monday nights, we put, uh, we put blank paper and empty canvases and paint out there. And, um, and during worship, we ask Holy Spirit, you know, just come and give us pictures. And um, some kids will go up and start grabbing the paint. Michelle, you'd love it. And, uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. <clears throat> um, and they get some radical, really neat, amazing paintings, pictures. And, and we give prophetic words to the new kids all the time. Every week we have new kids. And, um, and some of the kids give their painting to the new kids. But sometimes when I'm cleaning up, they leave a lot of these pictures and stuff. And I got a garage full of paintings. If you went to our garage, you'd see them stapled up on, on my wall in the garage. They're really, they bless you every time you go in there. But this little picture, just a little tiny picture, fell out. It's so cool. I, um, I just love this. And I, I just felt this was a declaration over you tonight as I speak to you about what I'm going to talk about. But it's simply a chain with a lock here. Um, and, and the chain is broken right here. And, and whoever made this, it says, I'm alive. <laughs> so it's a really, really simple one and really, really profound. <laughs> I just love how things like that fall out randomly on my book. <clears throat> and one more thing. I, I don't change clothes after worship because I feel like a diva, okay? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. The raw, hard truth of it is I get stinky, sweaty, stinky, and I don't, you know, I don't want to spread that all over the place and make people, th well, anyway, so I d I'm, I'm honoring you. <laughs> it's a culture of honor. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> no sweat. Who said that? <laughs> art. More Lord for art. <laughs> We're supposed to have a good time in the Lord. We are. Uh, goodness gracious. <laughs> um, so, God is expansive. His kingdom is expansive beyond measure, really. There's no possible way for any man to put any measure on it, or him, or how he operates, who he really is, and the measure of his love that is rushing like blood-colored water toward us. It is the blood of Jesus. Just rushing over us, constantly chasing us down, offering us a swim, too. Um, and there's many facets to the Lord, and we talk about them all here. Uh, and this message, I would say it's titled, Shut Your Door. Now, <laughs> I could preach a message on another night in another context called, Open Your Door. <laughs> if I'm talking about the gift of hospitality, you know, or, or just our fellowship with each other, which is so vital, very vital. 
We're still working on that church picnic. <laughs> we are. <clears throat> but what was on my heart for, for you tonight is I'm going to keep this kind of short, too. We're going we're gonna to end this with just doing a little bit more uh, softer, a little, just a little bit more worship and have you get ministered to by the, by the Lord and minister to him. But the shut your door is in the context of where you need to go to really, really meet your father and get more wisdom and hear very, very clearly. Okay? <clears throat> Matthew 6.6. 6. I know we all know it. I'm going to read it. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret place, in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Uh, <laughs> I saw an unfortunate forum online. Uh, don't ever look online about ministries. It's never going to get you anywhere unless it's the ministry's website <laughs> itself. But I saw a forum about the house of prayer by someone saying how wrong they are because they pray out loud in front of everybody. And they're using this scripture to, to back up their argument. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's so many other scriptures in the Bible. Talk about our general assembly together. You know, <laughs> this is just in a certain context, and 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 you gotta search the Lord. He says, "Search me out." He's unsearchable, and he says, "Search me out." He's an ocean without a shore, and he says to find him, and he'll give us his fullness. And yet, there's no possible way we can contain his fullness. So then he prays about. He, he tells us to pray to expand our tent so we could take more in, but we'll never take all of him in. And when we go see him, we're going to be shocked, <laughs> no matter how well we get to know him here. So there's many facets to him. There's, there's, um, there's worship together, and there's worship by yourself. This is just a key element uh, for the, your inside deep growth here. And uh, I, I just want to really actually talk about how to do it. Okay, um, and I want to point out something about this scripture, Matthew 6, 6. Uh, if, if you could highlight this in your Bible or in your brain. Let's check out this again. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. I am telling you right now that there is a guarantee that if you want to see the Father or, or be with the Father, He's in the secret place. That's where he is. Now, he's other places too, obviously. He was here tonight because he's enthroned on the praises of his people, right? <laughs> and when two or more agree is touching anything, there he is. Uh, it will be done, you know, when we agree. But this says the Father is in the secret place. So he's in your bathroom. If you have had children and you... <laughs> and you need a secret place, the bathroom is awesome. It is. It is. Uh, it, it really is. Yeah. He tames my tongue a lot. I, I was going to go on about the bathroom, but it's, been, it's just a really good place. The shower is a really good secret place. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something real quick. Uh, we, used to, when we, we used to live in Missouri and in Texas, and we lived in the same house in both states. <laughs> we really did. 
<clears throat> we had the house made in Missouri when we lived in Branson, Missouri, and uh, and and we we worked for Andy Williams, and we we're singing and dancing at Andy Williams show, and uh, we had this mobile home made just the way we want it. Uh, we had it made like 40 miles away from where we work, and I'll never forget when we got home. I mean, we got to work one day, and my friend came to work, and he goes, I am late to work because I was behind your house on the freeway. <laughs> he really, it was true. <laughs> they were moving it. <clears throat> and, then, and then we moved to Fort, to, uh, Fort Worth, Texas a few years later, and we brought that house with us and lived in the same house. It's kind of cool. Kind of, but, uh, <laughs> but we had a huge, gigantic, uh, walk-in closet in our, in our master bedroom. And, uh, that was my secret place. And, uh, I remember one day I just decided to go in there and shut the door. And as soon as I shut the door, I was overwhelmed with his presence and I wasn't laughing this time. And there's, there's another thing. There's all these facets of the Lord and what, it does, what he does to you. Sometimes you laugh, sometimes you cry. This time, I was undone, bawling so loud, so much snot everywhere. Uh, my heart, it was just this rending heart. It was, I, I felt like a fiery knife of the Lord in a good way was going into me and saying, here, let's make room for some more. You came here to meet me, and I'm really here, and I'm going to do what I do, I was in there for hours. Um, at one point, all of a sudden, Kleenex showed up sh being shoved under the door as Karina, <laughs> she could hear me yelling in there, and she's like shoving all this Kleenex under the me there for me. <laughs> Thank you, honey. She's always looking out. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I'm thinking of another time that I've, actually talked about here a few times where uh, it was way out in the open and we lived in Benicia, California. Uh, the water uh, was just like 30 seconds away from our front door. And so I would go to the water every day. I love it. I love the ocean, the beach. <clears throat> and um, we, and so I took a walk one day. I'm standing on a rock. Uh, pardon me if you've heard this a few times, but I, I stood there and all of a sudden, bam, I'm in the secret place of the Lord. There was a few people in the background walking around, but I'm standing there in my secret place with the Lord, and he met me, and I could hear him say, just listen super carefully. Just listen really carefully to my voice. And my brain, the Todd brain, went, okay, let me hear it. Let me hear it. I don't hear it yet. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. <laughs> and he's telling me, Shut it up. I mean, really, you know, really shut down your thoughts. Give your brain to me. Give your, you know, you have the mind of Christ here. Give it. <laughs> it's mine. <clears throat> to really submit every, every little thought, everything, everything. And these, these are wild. Have you noticed? <laughs> Lots of swirling things going on. Uh, but, um, but I was able to do that. And. After about a half hour, all of a sudden, the, the water that was lapping up against the rock really sounded like the voice of the Lord to me. I could hear what he was saying through the water. Is that new age? Heck no. No. 
It's not. He's the one who made the water. Okay? They, they, they do some things through nature that's not exactly correct, but they got that from us. Hey. <laughs> they did. He's the one who made it. And, and immediately I was reminded that his voice is like many waters. I think we sang that tonight. Uh, and I could hear his instructions to my heart, and it was beautiful. It was awesome. Some of it was instruction, and most of it was adoration. And then it went deeper. The more I stood there and just was, I, I felt like I was in my own private little sleeping bag with him. Uh, the seagulls nearby started sounding to me like interceding women. For real. It made me cry. I, I felt like the seagulls were interesting. <laughs> but it reminded me of sounds I've heard growing up in church, just hearing groups of women in the back, you know. And um, I was once in a church where they weren't allowed to do that inside, so they would go out to the, out to the lobby and, or in the bathroom. You could hear them coming from the bathroom and interceding in there. It sounded like that to me. Uh, and, and I'm saying all this to say the Father is in the secret place. When I went there and, and got in it, it's the Father's love and the Father's heart that just began to pour over me. But I had to take some action. Faith without works is dead. This is actually really, really true. We love faith. We have it. It's impossible to please God without faith. It's true. We don't like to talk about works, but what this is saying is just put some action in something. I had to walk out the front door. <laughs> I had to go to the water. I had to open the door to my closet and go in and have an intention of spending time with the Lord because my life is always busy and there's so much noise around me. So I have to make an effort to go there. <laughs> and and that's, that's partially what that's saying right there. We've got to do this. We've got to. I want to speak to the one who is busy and really feels like you don't have time to go to the secret place. I'm going to just tell you this. Yes, you do. 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 <laughs> that is your priority. That is our priority. People all over the place are on Prozac because they're not doing this. Because the busyness of life has taken over. Absolutely. And all the other things that come with that sin and various things that just completely distract us start getting more and more of a hold because we don't do this, because we're busy Americans. And I want to say this, too. It has become the rotten, lying, stinking standard of our Western society, our whole world, really, in some places, that that a, a person who is um, worth, who is mature or successful or, um, you know, is doing, is, is worth doing something is busy, really, really busy. The busier you are, the more people respect you, kind of, you think. That is so false. So false. Please read Ecclesiastes. <laughs> it's offensive to some folks, but I've been reading through that. And I'm telling you, that thing basically tells you we're, we exist so we could just eat, sleep, and worship Jesus. He loves us. It, this is a lesson, and we know you love us, but you really just love this. You made me for encounter, and you just love me that I'm not doing anything. 
you, you, some people in here are called to, to big ministries, you know, meaning you're going to go out and touch the world. You know, you're going to absolutely display the love of Jesus all over the place, different countries and stuff. You're going you're gonna to spill out all over the place. And some here are called to be in business, invent things. I hope Christians invent things. We should be doing that because we're linked up with the creator. <laughs> you know, we're, we're called to do all kinds of things. Um, but the greatest calling in life is the secret place with God. It is. It is encounter with him. His presence is the greatest calling in anybody's life. And if there's anybody that ever approaches you or you yourself and you go, I'm not sure what my calling is. You know, a lot of teenagers kind of think that. What's your calling? What's your, what's your destiny? I don't know. You can say to them, I know what it is. <laughs> it's to be with God. <laughs> it is. This one thing I do, I draw near to you. <laughs> David was so successful as a king, but he was way successful way before he was king. He is a man after God's own heart, even though he stumbled from time to time and murdered someone. <laughs> because he knew how to get in the secret place. Can you imagine being in the secret place with sheep? <laughs> it was the low-life job at the time. He goes out there. He's like, I'm just going to minister to God. God who created the universe, who created waterfalls, who created us to have the ability to create rockets and things like this, uh, is ministered to by David's harp out there with sheep, is ministered to by your glance of love. <laughs> Every little glance. This God who is the God of the universe, who is totally other than, gets ministered to by, by that. That's what he loved. So the more you do it, the more you're going to minister to him. But I want to, I'm going to, I am, I'm going to talk in a minute about, about what to do behind the door. Um, I just want to find something here real quick. Um, oh yeah. You know, this scripture I read, I want to, I want to read another one in Matthew six. It's 18. Uh, it's misunderstood too a lot of the time by people, but it says so that you don't appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you. The Bible didn't originally say openly. It just said reward you. That's, it's true. Um, so, you know, I, he does do it openly, but not always. You just get rewarded <laughs> for being in secret with him. Now, uh, the reason this is misunderstood is that, you know, people take this to mean I can't ever tell anybody if I'm praying or fasting at all. I need support, you know. It's not saying that. It's just saying don't, don't try to draw attention to yourself. That's it. <laughs> because in the day, some of the people, some of the Pharisees were standing out in the street like, oh, I'm fasting. Oh, I'm so holy. I'm so holy, <laughs> you know. Are you looking at me? Check me out. I'm holy. <laughs> you know? And that's just pride. I mean, that didn't get anybody anywhere. That's why this was said here, and Jesus said it. But, but notice again, he said here, but your father who sees what's in secret, he's there in the secret place. He's going to reward you. He's going to reward you. 
And guess what? He's going to tell you secrets too. He is. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was thinking about all this. I had the coolest, um, I had the coolest thought. Uh, did I write it down so I could say it correctly? Um, yeah. I was, I was just thinking, you know, he, he reveals mysteries to us. We all know this. We don't need to do a Bible study on that right now because we, we all study that. We know, we, we know that he, um, like in Ephesians, it says he's got re- secrets and mysteries to reveal to us. And the more we believe him and our eyes open up, we'll see them. You know, there's all over the Bible. Uh, this theme is there. But I was thinking about this. I was thinking about, you know, he's got something for you to tell you. And... Um, just think about if you have somebody, uh, come here, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my daughter. <laughs> she's awesome. And, she, and in fact, she knows how to do this. She, she's been doing this since she was this big on her own. She and God, well, I'm sorry, I'll embarrass her. She and God have something cool going on, but she's been doing this for a long time. Uh, getting in the secret place, and and God's done some really neat things in her through that. Um, so she's living proof of this message. But I didn't bring her up to here <laughs> to say all that. I just wanted to, to do a little role play, you know. So let's say that Sierra and I are in a big crowd of people right now, and I have the scoop on something that's going to totally bless her—a cool secret. How about this? That she has won a million dollars, <laughs> okay? Just like uh, God's secrets to us, a lot of them are, hey, guess what? You're loved way beyond what you think. Come over here, and I'll show you some more. It's going to set you free. So we're in a crowded room. I've got this secret, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> And I'm going, Hey, Sierra. But she can't hear a word I'm saying because of all the noise, all the distraction all around, you know. So uh, this is a natural, um, this is a natural thing that happens. I would, of course, go to her and say, hey, come here for a second. Let's go outside for a minute. Come here. Take her. (laughs) We go over here. The crowd's over there now. Now we're in the secret place. I'm like, guess what? (laughs) I love you (laughs) and my love sets you free you know do do you see what I mean like you you take somebody into a quieter place so they can hear your secret right this is what we need to do in our heart thank you (laughs) Uh, wildfire kids are used to me doing that I pull them up all the time for (laughs) role play stuff uh isn't that cool, though? Uh, he, he, this, is, um, this is really a passion of mine. And I, and I know this works differently for everybody. But I want to go back again to what I said a while ago. You do have time to do this, no matter how busy your life is. If you are the owner of a business that is thriving or even not thriving, and you have to spend a lot of time in it, a lot of money, um, you actually really need to go to the secret place more often instead of putting every single bit of that time into trying to make this thing work. If you go there, you're going to meet with the dude who knows how to make it work. <laughs> but when you're surrounded by the chaos of everything, it's, it's, it really just is harder to listen. It really is. 
And when words are flying at you from the radio, TV, billboards, and preachers, <laughs> it's a little harder to hear that still small voice, the things he's trying to put across to you. This is so vital for us. But the more often that you go there, the more you get the secret place in you so that when you are at work or you're in the crowd, you're carrying this secret place with you. Peace is covering you. The Prince of Peace who lives right here, he's now got a flag waving high. I'm the Prince of Peace, and I really am with this person because they let me in, and they, they get instruction from me. They feast at my table. Uh, I know you've heard me preach similar messages here before. I, I was con preaching about contemplative prayer, and I want to mention something again from that message. Jesus is here. He's in heaven preparing a place for us. He's here also in your heart. Holy Spirit is here. The kingdom is right here. Okay? We don't have to go to church to get Jesus. We go here because the Bible says, get together, encourage each other. You know? It doesn't even actually say get together and read the Bible. It just says get together and fellowship. You know? We should be really eating God's word a lot and not depend on the preacher to bring you a new revelation. <laughs> Just to throw another log on your fire, but you should already get that fire built up. So, so <laughs> he's here, he's right in here. Uh, the Bible describes it as your heart. We know that the heart is this ugly, red, beating blob, but it's, it's talking about your entire self, your whole being, your wholeness, your soul. Uh, and so... Your brain, which is an awesome gift to have, because without it would be dead. Um, and, but we also call that thing the mind, you know, what we, what we think of. And, but we say, we have the mind of Christ. Well, where is he? He's right here. So we allow our mind in that quiet place, in the secret place, to descend into our heart and spend time with the Lord there. It's happening to me right now. <laughs> this works. This really works. Instead of groveling to get his presence, um, you just allow your mind to descend into your heart. But it's so much easier to do that when you just shut the door for a while. He is there. The Father is there. And he knows how to nurture this whole process. He knows how to make it work, you know. <laughs> and he knows how to be there. I, I picture him, if you actually go walk into the secret place, I picture him almost like this chair. There, there's, there's a chair that I think of. I'll, I'll even tell you about it. There's a, at Stone Ridge Mall over here, there's a store upstairs. I can't remember what it's called, but it's the coolest furniture store Ever. Huh? Love sack. It's called the love sack. <laughs> and you ought to check it out. They've got the coolest furniture. They've got these massive, round, big old bags. And I'm not talking about like the old 70s bean bags like we have at youth group that all the white beads fall out after a while. You should see our bean bags at youth group now. Remember? We got them a few years ago. They're flat now. They're just like, just... <laughs> pleather discs <laughs> but <laughs> but these things are about this tall 
And the, when you go into the store, you go, show me those. And the, the uh, representatives in there go, okay, like this. And they just fall back into it, just like the Nestle commercial, you know. And you just, so you do it too, you just fall back. It's like, it's like you're on a cloud. It's an amazing, amazing thing. And they say, they don't go back down. That's how I picture my quiet time of the Lord with my father. Like, he's that chair, you know. And he's like, just trust me, fall back. I'm going to catch you. Here I am. And it's a comfortable place for your heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. It really is. Sometimes not as comfortable as you want because you need a little bit of work. But that's a neat thing, too. That really, that actually feels good, like exercise when, when it's that time. But he's there to help you. He's, Holy Spirit is your help. He's your guide. He, uh, angels are your servants. <laughs> they are. The Bible says so. And they come sometimes to this time, and they, they wait for instructions from the Lord on how to serve you in this. They love this purpose. One of them said to God, what is man that you're so mindful of them? <laughs> that your thoughts are toward them. What is this man? That's us. <sighs> Psalms 25, 14 says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Be afraid of him? No. No, no, no. It, this is reverence. This is, wow, you're big. I can't really stick you in my back pocket, even though you're my buddy. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I know you, but I don't. Because <laughs> there's so much more to you than I think. That's the fear of the Lord. That's, that's coming to him and saying, I am so awesome because you said that about me, and yet I am this big compared to who you are, and I throw myself on that chair. That's the fear of the Lord. You got it under control. I don't. You do. And you live in me. And it says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Isn't that pretty? <laughs> I mean, we should, let's write a new song. That's, that's beautiful. Um, I have so many notes here, and I'm just not going to use them because <laughs> my heart is overwhelmed with just wanting to share with you um, I do want to tell you, I want to tell you this, uh, Ephesians 5, 31 through 32, 31 says, for this reason a man shall live, leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And then verse 32 says, this is a great mystery, but I speak it concerning Christ and the church. Uh how on earth are you going to get to know the one that you're betrothed to except that you spend time, like quality, private time? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, there, let's, um, let's do a little story. Uh, in in ancient, ancient Israel, um, during the time when, when a lot of these scriptures were written, it was customary for... Uh, it was customary for a, you know, a village girl to, um, she might see somebody. 
next door, some dude that kind of grew up kind of seeing each other, and all of a sudden they, they realize they're in love, and they get engaged, and, um, and he leaves for a while to go make their house, okay? And during that time, she uh, is waiting and he will, he will come back, but it will be a surprise. And they usually came back around midnight. Okay? So they would be ready. Now, picture this. Picture, picture a girl growing up in this little Israeli vi- village, or Jerusalem village. And, and there's this boy down the street. And uh, she kind of looks at him, you know. She's at the market. He's looking at her, checking her out, and they're like, hmm, I feel something there, you know, for this one. And over time, they, they start talking a little bit more. They're getting water at the well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Would you like some more water? Here you go. <laughs> Get to know each other a little bit better. Um, and they're secretly realizing this is probably the one. You know, they both know it. So they intentionally meet at the well more. They spend more time. They take walks. They get to know each other a little bit better, a little bit better. Get to know how each other thinks uh, and, and, and what, what each other's intentions are, how they tick, all that type of thing. Until finally he says, I want, will you marry me? Yes, I will marry you. So he leaves to go prepare a place for them. Uh, they they would literally leave mother and father's home and a lot of times even the town and and go prepare a place to start like a whole new life. So he would do that. Now, it's been a while. He's been gone. She's wearing the wedding dress every night because she's ready. Okay? She's got oil in her lamp <laughs> so, she, so he can see when he comes to the house to get her. Night after night after night, she's doing this. And her friends start coming to her and saying, you know, I, he's, what if he doesn't come? You might as well take that wedding dress off. And just start living your life the way you want to because it's been a while the dude ain't coming, you know. All this discouragement, all these things, you know. Hey, you know, Mary, <laughs> um, check out, you know, Ezekiel over there. He's a little bit more handsome than, you know, the man you're, married, you're getting married to. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you made a mistake. But she says, no, no, I know him. I know, I know him because we spent time together and I meditate on how he is. I know him. He's coming for me. He said he will. So she keeps wearing that wedding dress to bed, keeps the lamp bit lit. And one night here he comes and she's ready. They get married. Because she stayed in that secret place. She stayed there in the place of meditating on how he really is. She never let that leave her. She never let the distraction. She let the joy of being married to this man uh, be greater than all the other distractions, all the other voices. And this is what it's like for us when we go to the secret place. So what do we do there? We, um, we have a Bible. We have a Bible. We are blessed in this country to have one. We really, really are. And while we have them, we better make use of them. This is God's word. It really is God-breathed. A lot of people have a hard time understanding it or use it to fight with each other. Oh, (laughs) It's a sword, but not like that. 
It's, it's for you to con- keep going to that secret place and say, well, what about this? Give me a revelation here. This is one of the things you do there. You just bring your Bible, bring a notepad and a pen. I would say maybe 50% of the time you go meet him there, don't intend on using the Bible or the notepad. Just have it there, ready. Because he may prompt you to open it all up and speak to you out of it. Or, or, or write something down that he's saying to you, a kind I love you, or some kind of cool thing, or even an idea, even a business idea. <laughs> Side note, it, sometimes if you, if you do start going to the secret place, you do notice that all this, you're like, man, dang it, I'm getting distracted. I'm having all these ideas all the time. That's probably actually because you're meeting with the creator. So the notepad, you can also go, thank you, hang on a second. <laughs> Thanks for the idea, that's awesome. Keep it there, and then keep plowing on with the Lord. Uh, keep going, just resting in his arms. Keep listening very carefully. Keep, keep there. Um, and, and there's other times uh, you go to the secret place, you open up the Bible, and you, you read, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't want for anything. <laughs> in other words, he's my guide. He's all I need. <laughs> he takes care of me. He's the tender shepherd. You are my shepherd. You're the one who keeps after me. You leave the 99 to come after me. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. I don't want. And you lead me into peaceful places. I mean, just, you, you can... You could stay on Psalms 23, is that, um, for a long time. <laughs> you feel that right now? Uh, how lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord. My soul longs even faints for you. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that just for a second. Why would you faint? Because he's big and overwhelming. And we're this. <laughs> and his goodness is overwhelming. And if we can start seeing it, we're going to faint. <laughs> or we get faint, you know. My soul longs, even faints for the courts of the Lord. What is the court of the Lord? It's where he is. And it's also his justice. It is. My soul longs and even faints for the courts of the Lord. You go to the secret place, and all of a sudden, his way of doing things is going to become more and more your way of doing things, really. And you will be filled with his justice. <laughs> there is no losing in this. None at all. None at all. Um, my heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. You are my king and my God. You use the scripture. You talk it back to him. You start using your own language around the scripture just to talk to him with it. And, oh, he loves to hear it because it's pure life. It's his word. It, it, it does not come back void ever, ever, ever. And it doesn't come void into you. So behind the closed door, this amazing supernatural exchange is taking place where rainbows are coming back into you because you were actually born inside of one. You were, you were born of him, and there's a rainbow all around him. <laughs> born of promises. 
That's awesome. So if you return back with the one constantly, constantly, on purpose, taking that time to meet with him, oh, the nourishment, okay? Uh, I'll, I'll just tell you a little secret that is suddenly not really that much of a secret right now, uh, but uh, because I've started telling people recently, but I'm doing a little juice thing right now where I, I'm, I'm just taking taking uh, tomatoes and carrots and kale and all these gross things that are awesome, <laughs> filled with nutrients and just shoving it in this machine and it spits out the juice. It, in other words, it spits out all the vitamins and nutrients that are in those things and I'm just gulping it down every day. <laughs> and, uh, and my body is actually getting healed from some things that were happening before I started doing this. Uh, there's some things that God put in motion that we just have to do. You know, we could have a healing service with juicers up here. Seriously. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, burgers are awesome, but they really aren't healing you, I promise. You know, um, so I, I mentioned that to say there's some things you got to return to. You just got to remind yourself, oh, yeah, fruits and vegetables. You made those. They're going to do my body good. Let me get a little more of that, a little less pizza, you know. And believe me, I'm not an obnoxious advocate for all this stuff. I, I'm like, I, if, I, I, if I could shove an entire large, you know, Chicago-style mushrooms and Italian sausage in my mouth, oof, yum. But, but, you know, God's giving me a little wisdom, too, and saying, hey, Todd, how about these things that I made for you? I was having some stomach problems I went to the doctor for before this. They're gone. They're totally gone. Um, <laughs> as well as some other benefits. But uh, this, so it is with our time with the Lord. We simply in our busy life have to remind ourselves, oh yeah, you need to get back to the secret place with God. When you go there, he's going to supernaturally make your timetable expand and you're going to discover, oh my gosh, how did I have all this time? I have it. It doesn't even make sense to me. And he's like, it does to me because you came here. I'm, I'm, I'm the one who made time, remember? I'm the one who made all this. Just come with me. I'll make it work for you. Your business ideas will grow. Whatever you're into is going to flourish more. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. You just cannot go wrong with this. You can't. The song of the Lord will start rising up inside of you. You'll know the one who made you. You are made by his breath to contain his breath. I could really talk about this forever long, but I'm not going to. Uh, I have thousands of notes, but I, I can hear Holy Spirit just right now just saying, just pour out your heart, Todd. I love you guys. I love my church. I love my family here. I love wildfire so much, which is why they have to hear this same message a lot. That's, that's, that's pretty much our main message at wildfire is get in the secret place. I, listen, I, I tell them this too, like no matter who, is your favorite preacher, if it's me, or if it's Bill Johnson, or Mike Bickle, or John Crowder, or Brent Locker, if you're only listening to that voice to get your nourishment, you're going to be misled some, because we're human beings that are getting some revelation <laughs> on some stuff. You've got to get alone with God. That is rooted and grounded in pure love right there. That is putting solid foundation down so I was wondering what to do tonight for our time for ministry. Um, oh, uh, 
I left out one thing. There's one more thing. Speaking in tongues. <laughs> Speaking in tongues. Oh, boy. What a subject in the church, you know? Of course, here, we don't really have a problem with that, but, uh, but many do. Just to just take away the mystery, this is in every believer. Holy Spirit is in all of us. If we said yes to God at all, that was a prompting of the Holy Spirit. So he's here. So if you wonder, you know, what is this heavenly language? It's in you. It comes out sounding different with all of us. Uh, sometimes it's, it's a groaning. And I have to tell you, my times experiencing it that way has been the most powerful. <laughs> and it sounds the most ridiculous. And I mean groaning like my, my abs are getting a workout, you know. Um, but you go to the secret place and just let, and say, here, take this. <laughs> this thing that's been slandering people or myself or, or speaking negative things about what I'm doing, you know. Here, take it. Here, here, quick. <laughs> Get rid of this thing. You know? And sometimes the heavenly language will start coming rising up inside of you. You will be praying directly to his heart from his heart. It's a big circle. And it's not that, it's not all woo-woo-woo. It's just what he does. You let this come out and you're speaking the perfect mysteries of God. Satan doesn't know what you're saying. It's inside of you. It's inside of you, bro. It is. It's there. I mean, it's, it's inside of you. You just hang out with him, and all of a sudden, boom, here it comes. And your brain needs to be let go of, so you won't think about it too much. and Just let it go. That's another awesome thing to do in the secret place. All right. Uh, there's many more things, but I just I want to move on to this. I was thinking about what do we do tonight in our time of ministry. We have prayer lines sometimes. We have <clears throat> fire tunnel. Um, could you guys come back up, the band? Uh, but I just felt to sing another song to the Lord um, and say this. Even though we're in a crowd right now, we're, we're gathered together in assembly, let's get in the secret place for a little bit, okay? I'm going to get on the keyboard and minister to the Lord in song um, in some spontaneous song just a little bit. We'll sing one that's, that'll be up on the, on the wall. Um, but, but I, I just want to put forth a challenge. Maybe, um, maybe find a spot right here, you know, or, or kneel down at your chair, stand in a corner or just stay where you're at and say, Hey, I'm going to get in the closet right now with you, Jesus, with you, God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, while Todd's getting ready, I just wanted to quickly say, uh, we forgot to just give you a quick update on Russ folklore. So I just wanted to tell you really good stuff. Um, he started eating for the first time a few days ago, which is, that was huge. That means he's swallowing well. Um, and now he has been moved to a hospital in Vallejo where he's getting a lot of treatment. And, uh, but, he, but he still can't be visited. I know a lot of people want to visit him. He's, they're, they're doing a lot of um, uh, therapy with him every day. He's working hard. It's all good. It's all good stuff. So he's... He's getting healthy again. That he, uh, Russ was one of our elders and pastors uh, and uh, who got very, very sick. And now um, Jesus is totally healing him. So I just want to tell you that. Thank you for praying for him. Uh, Brent, that's hers. In the Bible, uh, 
God told certain men to just go somewhere and open their mouth and he'll fill it. And, and that's because he can. <laughs> and um, he loves trust and, and faith. So we're going to sing a song in just a little bit, but right now we're just going to sing from our hearts. This is another thing to do in the sacred place. He is the one who came up with music. It's an amazing tool. It's an awesome highway right into his heart. It really is. So I want to just challenge you here in the secret place. Let your, let your words toward the Lord just come out. I'm going to play um, a little chord progression. 